Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Movement Radio. I am Chip Hazard. I'm Talon Williams. And I'm Roger Sierra. And it's Monday, so you know we're back with our Chattanooga Roller Derby. Uh, Rosie, uh, the Riveter, how, how how's it going today? Great. It's a, it's a good Monday. It is a good Monday. It, it is. is a good Monday. Uh, I, I've got to know, uh, before we, we even get into anything, where'd you come with, with your name? Um, I guess looking at like historically powerful women, uh, Rosie the Riveter came to mind as kind of like an icon. I don't think she was really ever a real actual person, but just like the face of her and the, you know, the, um, the movement, the movement that she kind of backed um, with with the with the imagery and stuff, you know. Awesome. The yeah, powerful awesome. women in history. <laughs> right. All right. So let's kick the show off the right way. For those of the, for the people out there that don't know who you are, who is Rosie? I am uh, an orchestra teacher. I actually just got my first job. I just graduated with my master's degree. Um, Congratulations. Last Friday, actually. Two Fridays ago? It's been a minute. Maybe a week. Um, so finally, <laughs> well, congratulations anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I just got a job at Bellevue Middle School uh, in Nashville. Nice. So that, that's, awesome. That's my thing right now is is teaching in, in August, starting in August. Okay. I, um, yeah. I also like to, like to paint and to draw. I have, I have a few like paintings and stuff that are pretty cool. Um, oh. and I love animals. My house is full of animals. We have chickens and reptiles and dogs and cats and all of you, it. You, you sound <laughs> like my wife. <laughs> yes. Um, so, so before you found roller derby, who was Rosie? Ooh. Um, timid, very timid, uh, very like shy. Uh, I don't think I really knew this happens to a lot of people but I didn't know who I was before derby sounds kind of cliche but um I started playing when I was 13 so it became very quickly became a huge part of my personality um and like stepping on the track gave me a kind of confidence that I didn't feel anywhere else um and so that I definitely like derby changed me a, a huge bit at that time in my life I can definitely understand that Yes, absolutely. Uh, so you you started at thirteen. Have you always played in Nashville? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously until you transferred to Chattanooga, but right. Okay. Yeah. So, what was the moment where you decided you wanted to play roller derby? When did that moment click for you? I I had been given a few opportunities. They came to recruit at the. I was a rink rat. I went to the skate center, you know, two or three times in a week, <laughs> always at the skate center. Um, and they came to recruit at the skate center a few times and I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. But then I went and saw uh, an adult game and I saw like the crowd and how many people came out and like the support that it had and this like awesome community around Derby. Um, and I immediately, they were also recruiting at this event and that time got us. Okay. Me and my- is what I mean and my family we all we all were on board <laughs> um so, so you started in Nashville with their junior team 
did did you and Punchbug start together? Because she said she started in Nashville on the junior team as well. I think she started a year, maybe two years before I started. Okay. Okay. So when you started, um, did you have like what? did you have like a mentor like was there somebody there to kind of show you the ropes and you know take you under take you underneath their wing so to speak not really it was kind of every man for himself <laughs> at that point um i think now the junior league does have a kind of a big sister thing going on um but at the time it was very much just learning from skaters who were better than me okay watch a lot of uh, of tape and everything yeah, watching watching gameplay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Go ahead. So when did, so when did you make the transition to Chattanooga? Was it after the pandemic? I know the pandemic you know messed up a lot of things for um, a lot of things up there in Nashville. So was it after the pandemic when you decided to make the transition? Yeah, me and Punchbug transitioned together uh, right at the start of this season. Okay, so this is your first season with Chattanooga as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, and then what position do you play? Uh, jammer. Jammer. Yeah. I, I, I knew that, but the other people that are watching may not. Um, so I don't know if you are aware, but we were at the first home game, um, uh, okay. at Camp Jordan. And so we, we got a lot of footage and everything. Um, we're still working on editing all that, but hopefully you guys enjoy what what we have and what we how we piece it together and everything yeah awesome. so yeah um it was it was very interesting uh being at being there live so absolutely <clears throat> um so being at your first year in Chattanooga how how did it feel to play for a different team That's a really good question. Um, I guess transitioning, I found that Chattanooga was very um, like welcoming. Uh, I felt I, a lot of people reached out to me when I uh, first kind of announced that I was transferring and told me how excited they were to skate with me. And, um, and the training committee was super welcoming and was kind of, uh, you know, helping us, helping us uh transition as smoothly as possible and they were really really good about you know telling us all the things up front that we needed to do that were super important to be able to play you know to be able to roster things like quota and stuff like that um they made it super straightforward and clear it was really helpful that's good it's always good to have that that kind of smooth uh smooth transition yeah, and oh. the community was super welcoming too. That's always good too. Absolutely. So, so have you always been a jammer, or is it, is it something you kind of leaned into later on, or is it just something you've always done? Um, definitely always been a jammer. There was a time in juniors where we only had nine skaters, and we skated a full season. Uh, so we everyone had to do everything. So I, I definitely have some blocking, um, but primarily a jammer. Okay. Um, have you thought about being a pivot? Uh, I know it's, it's, it's a little different than just straight jamming, 
uh, and I thought that was when we were there. I thought that was a very interesting role to play because you can literally go from blocking to jamming like that. Yeah, I would. I would love to be a pivot. I do love to block. It's much more of a communicating it's more about working as a team whereas i feel like jamming is kind of a one man for himself kind of thing um mm -hmm. yeah i would love to give pivoting a try <laughs> yeah because we were i mean we talked about it on several occasions with, with the rest of the girls that you know it's when you're when you're a blocker you're basically yeah i mean you're it's a defensive position but it's also offensive at the same time it's weird it's a weird dynamic but i mean you guys make it work awesome so you know yeah. Um, so what um, you said, you just graduated, you got your first job. Um, so you're going to be teaching and you um, you're also a, a, a painter. Kind of. I like to I like to doodle and draw here. I'll show you something I just did the other day. It's just kind of like little little stuff. I don't know. OK, so for somebody that just kind of likes to doodle, that's really good. Thanks. Um it looked like a it looked like a Dr. Plague mask with a whole bunch of mushrooms going out of it. Yes, that is exactly That's, what it was. That is awesome. That is so awesome. Yeah. Uh, so my question was gonna be, what is your style? So is everything kind of like trippy like that, where you have the the mushrooms and stuff? Um, that's a good question. Ooh, I just dropped it on the ground. Okay. <laughs> So most of my stuff, I actually like to do mostly like landscape type of stuff. So this is like really small also. I like small stuff. Okay. So just like teeny tiny little like nature scenes, I guess. That's mostly what I like to do. Um, I have a whole a thing of prints on my Facebook page that that I've like put in there. And I've got like, I've printed them out. So there's multiple copies of them. Mm -hmm. And so most of them are like landscapes and stuff. That's awesome. So, so yeah. you're uh, a nature person as well. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Yes. Uh, do you like hikes? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's something me and Punchbug actually do together all the time. We love to go on hikes. So have you actually? Uh, go ahead, Chip. I, I was going to say I, I'll tell you a funny story real quick. I have a five and a six year old little boy. We went on a hike yesterday for the very first time. We ended up doing almost eight miles round trip um, because they just wanted to keep going. And I kept telling them like, the further we walk this way, we have to turn around and walk back the other way as well to get back to the car. Uh, so we got almost a mile back to the car and they both were like, Daddy, can you carry me? And I was like, <laughs> nope, that's not happening. <laughs> not happening at all. Y'all wanted this. <laughs> Sounds about so right. What's yep. what 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 is your furthest hike? Ooh. We went, I think it was mm, I don't remember, but we hiked to a cabin in the woods, and I think it was eight eight miles in, and then we slept there, and then it was ten miles out. So 18 miles in a weekend. Oh, wow. Um, well, I mean, that's not bad because you were at least able to rest. 
Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. but we also had like we were carrying our backpacks, you know, with our tents and everything on there. Yeah, so that's whew, it's like carrying a whole nother person. Yeah, it was fun. Right. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Right. Uh what was your question, Talon? I forgot. We were talking about hiking. Oh. I just forgot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, well, now I remember. I remember it now. Um, it was something about your artwork. Um, the, the the one that you just showed, it, it like really looks awesome, by the way. I was like, man, that looks like it could be a tattoo. You ever thought about going into something like that? Like, hey, draw this, you know, or get, or hey, I drew this. Can you tattoo it on me or something like that? Yeah, I did at some point in my life think about being okay. a tattoo artist. <laughs> That's, I, I, yeah, I had a feeling. I, you, I, the, the plague mask and the mushrooms, it's got me thinking now. So. Yeah, yeah. I like really like clean lines, so it makes sense. Yeah. Right. Makes mm -hmm. sense, yes. Do you have any tattoos yourself? I don't. I have a triangle stick and poke on my leg that I did when I was 14, um, but no, oh. I don't have any real tattoos. <laughs> Do you plan to get any? Yes, actually, I want to get like a big flower, black and white floral piece on my thigh. At some point, I'm looking for the right artist. Still, you got to find that right artist. Uh, yeah. Because if it's not the right one, it's not going to come out the way you want it to come out. Yep. And then when you do find the right one, they're booked. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Booked. For, for like a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or they cost like eight hundred dollars an hour, pretty right. much. <laughs> yeah. So is the floral piece something you drew or just? something you have in your mind um just something i have in my mind i think when i find the right artist i won't have to worry about drawing it i think that they'll just mm -hmm. kind of understand and, and i'll give them you know their kind of liberties with that that's cool definitely understandable um all right we've chit-chatted enough let's get back to roller derby <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're here <laughs> um so you started in nashville um and we asked kind of what the what the transition was like and everything what what has been the the most difficult thing with the transition from nashville to chattanooga uh, i know you said everybody was real real welcoming and everything um so was there anything difficult or yeah i think um especially coming up on my first job i think the time commitment is going to be difficult uh, considering our drive is like two hours, um, so that's gonna be that's gonna be the biggest commitment, the the biggest difficulty is is finding the time, you know, uh, you know, scheduling my life around, around driving to Chattanooga to play roller derby. Right, right. Um, now, you um, you mentioned uh, previously how the uh, the juniors, uh, they seem to be a little more well mentored than when you were coming up. Um, do is, is there somebody on the the juniors team now that you kind of mentor and you've just kind of taken under your wing and was like, hey, let me help you out? Um, no one, no one specifically, but I have gone and coached a few practices. Um, and kind of, you know, made a few a few friends here and there. And there's still one junior on the team that that was on the team when I played, um, Queen B. Um, I guess she would be one that I kind of feel a little mentorship. I'm not. I don't know. We didn't get super close, but um, I definitely 
have skated with her and, and we've worked closely together. Okay. 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 I was just going to say, because some of those uh, kids on the, the junior team, they are ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of uh, scary, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They go hard. They, they invited us onto the track and I was like, nope, too old. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not. Um, <clears throat> so what's your favorite thing about jamming? Is it just the the freedom to to skate or what? <laughs> I had never actually thought about that. Um, Here I come with the hard questions. Hard questions. Rossick's gonna say that. Yeah. My favorite thing about jamming is that feeling when you are finally free and you just like skate that lap, coming back mm -hmm. to the pack. That's like the best feeling. Is kind of like that, like. The world stops for a second when you're through the pack. Mm -hmm. You're finally free, um, and and that kind of is like a, a moment of like. It's like synchronicity almost. It's just, yes, exactly. Yeah, free flow. Like a flow sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't always happen, but sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I did notice that like. Um, Anytime one of the, the jammers kind of broke through the pack, like the crowd really erupted uh, mm -hmm. and everything. And how, how does that crowd interaction help you in like the mental state of, okay, now I've got to get back through this pack of blockers. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a great feeling to know like how many people are just watching, supporting you. Um, and rooting for you, sometimes against you, but you know, either way. Um, <laughs> ooh, I forgot the question. <laughs> did I answer it? I, I said, I, I said, yeah, you pretty much did. I was yeah, just saying, how, how does the the crowd reaction help you to get back through the pack? Right. Yeah. So it's different, like at scrimmage, you know, when you're just playing at practice you know there's no one there really yelling for you so when you do hear the crowd it is very very encouraging it gives you that extra like oof like you know doing it for them kind of thing <laughs> right right so how what would you say in comparing the crowds from nashville to the crowds of chattanooga like is there a difference between the crowds is is, is the crowd in nashville a little bit more chattanooga a little bit more where would you go um when I first started, we were playing at the fairgrounds in the like sports arena, and we we would fill it up, especially for games. We had like a Harry Potter game where you could buy spells, and like you would have to you would buy a spell, and like the jammer would have to skate backwards for the jam or something like that. Or you could buy a spell to have a skater skate for the other team. Kind of, you know, it's a fundraiser. Um, mm. And so we would always get a big crowd. I think the biggest was maybe a thousand close to their five i don't know i'm really bad with numbers but like it was a lot of people um that place was full so compared to this crowd it was it was a little bit smaller but it felt like it felt very warm and like and you know full full right that, that's people wow <laughs> yeah that's a really cool idea though the the by the spells to to change up the game mm -hmm. um i think that's a really cool idea yeah 
that is that interactive between the crowd and the skaters is really cool. well yeah you know the crowd feels like they're they're more into the 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 game at that point so you right. may draw more of a crowd of course hmm. have you thought about pitching that to chattanooga i have not no i will think about it you might want to stop doing it i think they do something else now um well i mean all i think yours now. <clears throat> i think it just got pitched yep <laughs> people are gonna watch this yeah people are gonna hear it yeah absolutely and we think it's a great idea so yes <laughs> um so where where do you see yourself when it comes to roller derby say in the next five years that's a really good question i with my new job it's kind of it's the timing is i'm, I'm still working on the timing and all of mm -hmm. that and i still need to kind of communicate with um chattanooga on what i'm gonna do starting in the fall um so five years is kind of a long ways away. I'm still just <laughs> month by week by week right now. Um, Definitely understand that. Great to still be playing with Chattanooga, you know. Yeah. Well, where do you see yourself personally? Not not roller derby wise, but Rosie Olson, not Rosie the River. Where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah, I definitely, I want to still be at Bellevue Middle School. I hope that I have like, you know, a thriving strings program where, you know, build a community in the strings <clears throat> classes and and just really work on the, you know, being, being the best teacher I can be over there. Right. Uh, so <clears throat> you mentioned strings. What's your favorite instrument? That's hard. Um, man. I started on bass, so I kind of have a bias. Okay. I, really, I really love the bass and the way it sounds. So I get that. They're any particular, any particular, any particular. I was fixing to say any particular style of bass, like like slap bass, funk style bass, just you know any four string, five string, anything, anything in, in particular. Mm, I started classical. Um, I didn't really. I did a little bit of jazz in college. I played in the big band and stuff. Uh, did some jazz okay. combos and things like that. Um, can't really play anymore. I've got some like wrist and elbow issues, and it's it's just mm -hmm. kind of painful to still play. But um, I like listening to a lot of like funk funk bass lines and and jazzy bass lines and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like big bands and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. What What's your favorite big band? It's kind of hard to beat the Duke Ellington Orchestra. They That's are good really one. good. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, I was going to say. What's your favorite song by them? Favorite song? Oh, my goodness. Okay, I guess I got it. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's see. Okay, okay, hold on. <laughs> We're getting there, ladies and gentlemen. Just give her a novel. second. Okay, okay. She knows it. She's just looking for the name. 
Yeah. Okay, I think it's Mood Indigo. I, I think it's that one. It's at the right spot in the album. It's hard to know. <laughs> I just listen to the album usually. Um, let's listen to it. Let's see. Okay, that's definitely it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so you said Mood Indigo? Mood Indigo. Yeah. Mood Indigo. By the Duke the Ellington Band. Album. I'm going awesome. to give that a listen. Yes. Add it to the list right now. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely not the Duke Ellington. <laughs> That's cricket. Anyway. Oh. Uh, so is big ba so is that the only type of music that you like to listen to, or do you kind of go into more of the the traditional pop, country, rock, stuff like that. Yeah, I listen to a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. Kind of every, a little bit of everything from everywhere. I've really been into kind of like, I don't know what they call it, like alt alternate indie jazz. I don't know. Um, but Sammy, Sammy Ray and Friends and Lawrence and what's the other one? Volt, Volpeg. Vol and, yeah. Yeah. Man, I thought she said, I thought she was to say Volbeat. No. No, I thought she was to say Volbeat. <laughs> No, I don't know what that is. <laughs> don't worry, it's they're, fine. They're awesome. They're most, awesome, though. They're awesome. Most people don't when when I we talk about Volbeat, they don't know. Uh, so they're a Danish rock band that was influenced by Elvis Presley and Johnny Cash. Um, so it's it's classified as rockabilly, mm -hmm. um, but it's it's really good. I uh, I try to recommend them to everybody. Uh, just because it, it it has that different vibe to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm, so, gonna, and you, I'm gonna listen yeah. to them after. And you can yeah. definitely hear the, the the Johnny Cash and Elvis influences in the in the uh, songs that they sing. Um, uh, I would say I would give you a certain album, but Chip might yell at me because if I give you the wrong album, he'll be like, "Not that album," you know. So, I mean, they're all really good. Yeah, they're all uh, great, but I mean, if, uh, if you're Personally, rock, Outlaw rock. Gentlemen and Shady Ladies is my favorite, but that's that's my favorite, you know. Yeah, um, that one's. I mean, they're all all good. Um, yeah, and in each of them have a different kind of story that they tell. Yeah. So, sure. you know, but you know, if you don't like them, it, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You can be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. This guy, <laughs> they're 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 my favorite band. I found them, uh, I don't know what talent, twelve plus years ago. It was around, it was around twenty ten because me and Amy just started dating around that time. So yeah, I think it was about maybe yeah. April or May of twenty ten, something like that. Uh, and and I mean I I fell in love with them, and I actively look for new stuff from them every Friday. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, I'm over here listening to my deathcore stuff that nobody else listens to but me. <laughs> because you can't understand what the hell they're saying. All right. I'm going to stick with my Zach Brown for right now. Hey, I Zach love Zach Brown band. <laughs> no, not Zach Brown. Ew. Zach Bryan. Zach Bryan. Ooh, I see a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I see a puppy, a puppy too. <laughs> That's probably mine. He's probably screaming. 
You know, what kind of dog do you have? The pit mix. Oh, Ooh. awesome. Got her as a rescue, so we're not really sure what she is. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's we being are... crazy right now. She's like well, rubbing. <laughs> it is fine. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. She's loud. No, no, no she. No, she's fine. We have kids that are louder. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ours is a pit mix too. It's part pit, part cane corso. Thing is huge. It's a year old. Weighs 120 pounds and probably about as big as my kids. So yeah, she's big. But so um, previously you said you have all kinds of animals, chickens, dogs, lizards. What, what kind of uh, reptiles do you have? Um, my sister who lives with us, she has a California king snake. That's um, awesome. That is awesome. He's about a year old, so he's pretty small still. And then my mom has a bearded dragon. Um, yeah, those are the two reptiles. Okay. We used and to then, have a gecko. That makes me want to go get like mine real quick. <laughs> three years old when he died. So. Oh, sorry to hear that. That's that's about how old ours. We had a leopard gecko, and um, he was about three when when he died. So. I'm gonna get a fat tail gecko if they last longer. Well, I, I think ours actually froze. Um, oh, yeah. You didn't uh, have the right heat lamp. No, well, we did, except for um, the boys would turn it off at night <laughs> because you know lights yeah. out bedtime. Yeah, for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I think he actually froze, which is it's not good. Yeah, but. Claus. Claus went to that long night. Night is what Claus did. <laughs> yeah. Um, how many chickens do you have? We have eight chickens. We have two from our last batch, and then we got six more this spring. Awesome. Uh, my wife's been talking about getting chickens. She's tired of paying for eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all are tired of paying for eggs. Yeah. I paid a lot for eggs to begin with. I go to twenty four or fucking three days man anyway so oh yeah we oh yeah i mean my boys will eat them four at a time every morning i do eat four at a time every morning <laughs> so yeah um well rosie we won't keep you too long uh tonight i know you got stuff to do and you know you got to get prepared for that new job that starts in august right and everything recovering um, from so the weekend you know yeah. Oh, I, I almost forgot. Partying, you know. No, I almost forgot. You guys had a tournament this past weekend, right? Yeah. yeah. How did that go? It was it was great. I think uh, we I feel like we bonded a lot together as a team and we had I, well, I had a great time. I think we all had a really fun time skating. Yeah. That's great. We off the track. I think we had a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, so, uh, this is the point where we let you, um, promote anything coming up that you want to promote, um, social media, upcoming game, whatnot. This is your time. I think our next game, our next home game is June 10th. Yep. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. <laughs> June 10th at the Camp Jordan Arena. Be yep. there. Game starts at 2. 
You guys know more than I do. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have to actually worry about playing and, you know, getting our mental state for all that. You got to focus on more stuff than we do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. But yeah. Um, one last question, though, before we go. Um, if you can give anybody any piece of advice about whether it be roller derby, life in general, what advice would that be? Ooh, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Um, I think it, especially like, again, growing up, like kind of a shy, timid kid, I would think of things to say and I wouldn't say them because I would think they'd be too stupid or something, you know? Um, and so just like, don't be afraid to make that little mistake because the worst that some, I don't know, the worst, the worst somebody can say is no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yep. I'm there with you. I, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> but yeah, uh, just like what Chip said, we're not going to keep you too long. Um, again, congratulations. Um, you know, we uh, hopefully look, look forward to seeing you probably at a possible another home game upcoming soon. Uh, and thank you for hanging out with us tonight. We really do appreciate it. Thanks for yes. having me. That's if you want to hang on for just one second while we pay some bills real quick. Thank you guys for tuning into tonight's episode. We really hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, anything you guys want to say before we bounce out of here this evening? As always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. Your turn, Raj. What you got? I mean, as always, just go over to, well, you're on YouTube already watching the video, but for audio listeners, go to YouTube, uh, subscribe, hit the like, and obviously go down to the Camp Jordan Arena on June 10th. Absolutely. Um, shout out to our sponsors, the OG Gear Anime.com, audibletrial.com forward slash movement radio, Canva Zoo Lily, uh, Elementor, Get Response, Just Cash Clothing, Entertainment Earth, and W.GG. Thank you guys for all the love and support you guys have been giving us. Um, also, shout out to all of our friends that's been down with us since day one. You know who you are. Again, Rosie, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next time. In with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and right here on YouTube. Make sure you check us out on all of your social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. Streamlabs.com forward slash movement radio forward slash merch. Go copy some merch. And once again, movementradio.us, your one-stop shop for all things movement radio. I am Chip Hazard. I'm Talon Williams. And I'm Roger Sierra. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.